Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, everyone. Michael Anthony here. Van Halen, Chickenfoot, Sammy in the Circle. But anyway, you're listening to the only podcast that is dedicated to breaking down the entire Van Halen catalog one track at a time. And the podcast will rock. Ow! Hello, baby! What is up, all you rockers, rockets, and everything in between? Thank you for joining us for a new edition of And the Podcast Will Rock. Welcome back. And if it's your first time, you just stumbled in here randomly, welcome. And let me tell you what we do here. We are the show that dives into the catalog and discography of one of the greatest rock and roll bands of all time, Van Halen. And we do it one track at a time. I am one of your co-hosts, Mark Kamire. Joining me as always, a uh, <laughs> a... A man who uh, is is now having a hard time breathing because shit is just really really crazy up up in the north. Corey Morissette, how you feeling, dude? Hey, every week it's a new apocalypse, Mark. And uh, if it's not you know <laughs> a massive snowstorm or a massive flood or a massive heat wave, uh, this week we have wildfires uh, in Saskatchewan, and all the smoke from the twenty nine, I believe, wildfires up north is now filtering its way down south. Uh, my good friend Kevin Brown, who's lurking here tonight, I'm sure uh, they had their fair share. Uh, in Saskatoon uh, today as well, but uh, we had to cancel like all the sporting events outside. They don't recommend people leave the house because it is so smoky. Um, it, it, it's always something, but I got to tell you, Mark, every time you, you you do the intro and you say one of the greatest uh, rock and roll bands of all time, I hear Eric Sanchez's voice in my head saying the greatest, the you, oh, you well, keep, of course, you keep fucking that up. The greatest. <laughs> well, because if I say the greatest, you, you know how fickle some of our listeners are, not not our uh, fans and the audience that we interact with on a regular because you guys are great. Uh, but we have particular people who still listen to us and still 
love to trash the shit we do. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just better that I not, uh, find any excuse for them to just call us a shit show just because I called this band the greatest rock and roll band because they go, Oh yeah. What about this band? What about this band? Like, okay, <laughs> it's fine. We'll play that. What about game. Blink so, 182? Yeah. What about yeah. Blink? What about, you know, <laughs> and you know, we, we also, we're part of the deep dive podcasting network and they're all, they've all got their own podcasts, their own shows about their respected rock band so you know it's not we're not trying to diss them by saying yeah these shows are great because uh, i mean they're, they're okay because the bands they're talking about are fine but it's not the greatest rock band that's what we do i don't know that just comes across as arrogance so better we just avoid that a whole mentality and that whole uh, uh mindset entirely so i just i very uh diplomatically say one of the greatest rock bands cool savvy everyone good with that all right fair enough yeah we're good <laughs> but uh i mean at this point it's it's muscle memory doing uh uh by by using that particular uh verbiage and uh to change it now would just be blasphemy and chaos and i can't do that but uh you know what i can do Corey? i can always say uh that it's gonna be a fun fun show when we are joined by fun guests and we do have an awesome guest with us on the show this week we have uh, a super fan i'll say super fan even if he he may not agree with it i'll say it super fan of the show definitely probably super fan of van halen and uh our respected uh patron member matt lacoste what's up matt how you doing welcome to the show I'm great, fellas. Thanks for having me back. Uh, yeah. Super fan of both. How about that? How about that? I love there what you, you guys go. are doing here. I accept it. Love it. We we love it. We appreciate you. There's your first shot of the night. There you go. Take it. Um, and welcome back. Thank you so much for coming back. And uh, I, I, you must have had a decent time last time you were here because we, did, we didn't seem to run you off. And here you are yet again. And uh, I'm very curious as to what you're going to manifest for tonight's show. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. Uh, how, how you been since the last time we heard from you, Matt? Fantastic. Um, you know, it's life, living life. It's, it's moving too fast. I think, I think I joined you guys before I went to Vegas right. uh, back in oh, November, yeah. Yeah. which was a crazy thing. Um, yeah. So I saw, <laughs> went to Vegas, uh, bumped into and met Billy Idol. I made him meet me. It was funny. <laughs> That's amazing. He's like five, three. And, and yeah, I ran up to him. I was like, Billy Idol. And <laughs> yeah, he is <laughs> security not people man. not stop me. And they were just kind of like, Hey man, I'm like, no, I'm cool. And I just fist bumped him. And he's, <laughs> he's like, uh, yeah, I don't know. He said something about love you, mate. I'm like, love you back. And I just walked away, which was cool. Um, <laughs> just walk and away unless you, you avoid the awkward moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. It was quick. I had to do it. And then uh, <laughs> I told Corey I was going to, I saw Aerosmith out there and they were amazing. They were really good, man. It was something. That's awesome. Yeah, we that's got awesome. one more chance to see them. They got one more tour uh, coming nowhere near me. Uh, Mark, you'll have an opportunity, but I won't. Well, we'll see. Uh, it, uh, I do actually, I have an in with, uh, with certain people that I could very easily get to that show. So we'll, we'll, we'll see, we'll see how it goes. Uh, it's all about timing. And, uh, frankly, because they're such a huge band and because, uh, Nashville is such a music town, that show will probably sell out real, real quick. So we'll, 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 find, we'll wait and see, but, uh, have you seen you, them? Uh, 
I no, never live. I've never seen them live. So it's it's definitely one that I feel like I should do before they call it quits and mean it this time, you know? So um, so they're worth it. Like they're still good. Steven Tyler still I can't believe he's whatever age he is, 73 or right. something like that. And he was perfect. And it was one of the, I think it was one of the last shows before he like got sick and they canceled the rest of the residency. But mm-hmm. he was the band was really good. So they're going out kind of on top. Like I've seen, okay. Like uh, the band we're about to talk about, I saw the last Van Halen tour and I saw them all each time they came around. But that last one, man, was, that was rough. That was rough. Roth was not, not great. Steven Tyler. Great. Great. And that's not to say that Steven is not without his, uh, you know, slight imperfections these days, because, you know, the, the, these guys get old and when they get old, they just can't do the, the stuff they could do when they were younger, uh, you know, whether they were enhanced or not. Um, it just, you know, age comes for us all. But that's good to hear that, you know, Steven, despite all of that, can still rock pretty damn hard. So uh, I'll, I'll see what I can do to make that happen. Should they come this way? Um, cool. But. This is not Backtracks. Uh, that's a different show with Corey. It could um, be. I could see if Mariano's a, around. We could do a Backtracks. We'll get Scott I mean, Haskins. He's, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm shocked he's not he's not lurking around somewhere. But you know, if you say his name three times, then uh, he shall that's appear. Right. And, that's uh, one. Got to be careful. Yeah. <laughs> we can only send him back to the uh, the fourth dimension where he belongs by saying his name backwards or getting him to say it, uh, rather. But in order to avoid that <laughs> entirely... Uh, we're going to talk about Van Halen because that's hey. what uh, you all came came to hear about. And uh, you mentioned uh, Eric Sinich off uh, off camera there, Corey. So, but speaking of Eric Sinich and the Van Halen news desk, what is the word going on over there? So, yeah, I, I touched on it briefly last week, but um, the the tapes archive has done an unofficial rockumentary on the early days of Van Halen. Uh, there's going to be five episodes. Uh, there's a trailer for it uh, on the Van Halen news desk. It's a 1984 documentary. Uh, episode one is building 5150 studios episode two the road to the us festival episode three the making of the 1984 album episode four the 1984 tour then episode five van halen breaks up so i just wanted to give those boys a plug and uh, i can't wait to check out that documentary uh, it's going to be coming out here um later this month episode one it'll be on uh, youtube for everybody to check out so that's on there uh, as well uh, a little quote from uh, gene simmons has been making the rounds this week uh, about Uh-oh. eddie van halen uh, he said, end quote, he's a little furious with the younger generation since Eddie Van Halen's death. And uh, I'll, I'll just read you the last little bit uh, of, of his quote here. But uh, Gene Simmons yeah. says, uh, as much as his death was upsetting, it also made me a little furious that so many of our so-called younger generation remain unaware of his talents. For fuck's sakes, parents should be slapping mobile phones out of their kids' hands and telling them to check out this guy. Our millennials need to know about the most important musician since Jimi Hendrix. There will never be another like him. I tell you, I, I don't that, know if I agree with Gene on a lot, but uh, that, that that makes sense to me. That's exactly where, where I was going. It's like, of all the things I might have expected Gene to say, it wasn't that. And uh, I, and that's a good thing. Um, because, you know, Gene could have, we and everyone who've, uh, if you've listened to the show, uh, we've, we've touched on it. But also, if you just know more than we do about uh, Van Halen history, Gene Simmons comes into play uh, quite, you know, he's a feature player in the history of Van Halen. So, um, but also Gene is Gene and Gene says things and he thinks the way he does. So it would be very plausible 
if whilst discussing uh, Eddie Van Halen, he would still somehow make it about himself. Um, and I don't know, maybe, maybe he did in the rest of the quote, I don't know, but at least for this little bit that you, uh, you read for us, Corey, um, he didn't do that instead, uh, kind of aired out the frustration, the grievance, if you will, with, with, uh, with you young people, with you, you millennials, and you don't even know who Eddie Van Halen is. How dare you? And honestly, I agree with that. Uh, I agree with that. Uh, there was a, this is a slight digression, but it's, it's relevant at one point. Um, superstar Billy Eilish was on Jimmy Kimmel not that long ago, and he had mentioned the name Eddie Van Halen to her, and she said, Who? Uh, and it no. was very, it was very like me being a non Billy Eilish fan, and that only for the if, if nothing else, just because, like, okay, look, I'm not trying to say she's terrible, I'm just here to say what she does is not for me. I tried it, she's very, she sounds very sleepy, and I don't mm. want to go to sleep. Um, but <laughs> a lot of people love her and that's great. But something about that response of who just really didn't sit well with me, but in th- to be fair to her, she's also just recently 18 years old. So I guess it would make sense. She wouldn't know who Eddie Van Halen is because Van Halen as popular as they are all through the years and I get it, but they, they haven't been in the like big, big spotlight in terms of pop culture uh, for a while. So for a, a young person raised in the TikTok generation, like Billie Eilish, I can understand it. It doesn't mean that I'm happy about it, <laughs> and, but I agree with you, Corey. And I agree with uh, Gene's comments. Uh, Matt, what do you think about all that? As my guy Gary Boosie said in uh, Point Break before he smacked that dude in the face, respect to your elders. <laughs> I, I look, I kind of get it too, but at the same time, you're a you're a you're a famous pop sp- getting to the Billy Eilish of it. Like, mm-hmm. give me a break. I mean, come on. How do you not know? That's a troll bullshit fucking thing to say. Yeah. I mean, you have to know who Eddie Van Halen is. I'm 16, 17, 18 years old. And of course I'm into music already and I know most, but like even my friends would know who Pete Townsend was or whatever. Right. Well, isn't that that guy from the who I don't like that band. Like who? Right. That's such <laughs> bullshit. Fuck out of here with that. I, uh, yeah, I like, I like the smack in the phone out of the kid's hand thing. Cause that's, I've got two and they're actually better now, but there was a minute there where I thought I, this, this thing is going to, this whole generation is going to go sideways. I tell you, uh, to your point, Matt, when you said, uh, you know, she's got to know who Eddie Van Halen is. She's 18. I'm 48. I know who the fuck Billie Eilish is. So it's kind of, it goes the same way, right? (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah, Come on. I know. know Totally. I mean, you're like the queen of pop culture in a minute. You have to know the rest of pop culture or just a little bit of this. Some of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was Whatever. funny. I was uh, I was in the car with my daughter today. I was driving her to school, and I was playing uh, one of the new extreme songs, uh, hashtag Rebel. And uh, Noodle like has it. a fuck. He has a killer guitar solo in that. And yes. uh, my daughter is, is like eleven. She's like, this is this guy's really good. Like he really shreds. He knows his guitar. I'm like, oh my dear. You think that's <laughs> great? Right. He does. Pop yeah. interruption. And then all of a sudden, she's like, whoa. Uh-huh. Well, so that's a good point. That's yeah, that's actually yeah. a good point there, right? Like if Billie Eilish was asked, you know, about Nuno Betancourt, and she was like, huh, who? Okay, fine. Yeah, not everybody knows who Nuno is, mm-hmm. but Eddie Van Halen. 
which is also a shame to be I mean, yeah. if we're just going to point that out like i really think people more people need to be talking about nuno uh and probably should we should have been talking about nuno uh for a lot of years and i'm and i know there's probably some uh hardcore extreme fans in the in the audience right now just thinking like we have been screaming this like okay i uh, fair but Nuno's a bad nevertheless there's no question yeah nevertheless but i think but I, that kind of gives me hope though uh with your your daughter there, Corey, uh, because it tells me that there's going to come a time where these younger people are going to, uh, especially if they're big music fans, they're going to be. There's going to come a time where they're going to go backwards because they're still uh, as they grow, they figure their shit out, they figure out uh, who they want to be, they figure out the music that they want to listen to. There's a ton of stuff that I grew up with uh, hearing from my folks that I didn't care about, so I just sort of dismissed it. But I came back to it. Because, you know, in my musical journey, sometimes going backwards is going forward. So all that to say, I'll be the optimistic one right now, kids. Mark it in your calendars and write it down because it won't happen again. But just keep growing and keep an open mind for uh, other musical uh, ventures because you may be surprised what you find when you go back to the past, uh, including, you know, the work of Eddie Van Halen. Just saying, just putting that out there. Um, but uh, I like with it. okay, so yeah, so with all that being said, should we move on over to the poll? Let's do it. All right, so uh, we got our polls up. Uh, they have not been taken down yet. That's a good thing. Uh, we still have access. Last week we talked about Romeo Delight, a a highly uh, manifested track. A lot of people have been asking for this one for a long time. We finally got it, and the results show. Because, Corey, we got a whopping 94.5% what dreams are made of with Romeo Delight and only a 5.5 dream is over. Do you agree with that poll result? Like, Do you, do you think that that's uh, fair and apt? I, I thought it'd be higher, to be honest with you. I'm looking at oh, the, okay. the other songs that we've done on Women and Children, and I'll just bring it up mm-hmm. here. Uh, Take Your Whiskey Home is the current leader from that album with wow. 98%. 98%. Uh, yeah, which I love that song. Like we both voted for it. Uh, we haven't yeah, downvoted yeah. a single track off this album, uh, but I, I would put Romeo Delight ahead of it. Like uh, uh, somebody said, yeah. uh, lo- low key, my my favorite, you know, top five Van Halen song and my favorite from that album. And I'm looking at the album, like, yeah, you know what? I would go Romeo Delight is my favorite from that album too. Like it is an absolute how is, killer. How was in a simple rhyme at 85? That's a that's a crazy one to me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's just nuts. It's it, it, these these poll results always fascinate me because sometimes they seem really obvious and then they'll throw you for a loop. And then the ones that you are are so certain is going to go. I mean, it just there's just never a certainty. And it uh, it puzzles me and it intrigues me at the same time. So I'm curious, what are people saying about Romeo Delight? So we're going to go over here to uh, some tweets. And uh, hey, if you want your tweet guaranteed read on the show, join our Patreon. We got a tier for that. So I will just go through and uh, read the tweets from our respective Patreon members. Here we go. So starting with, get this one right here. Ryan Powell, our buddy Ryan Powell hey. says, everybody wants some and the cradle will rock, get most of the attention. But Romeo Delight is the sleeper favorite of women and children first. The mm-hmm. solo is top notch and the breakdown is a masterclass on maintaining intensity without volume. Hashtag what dreams are made of. That is a very cool and uh, I would say very astute observation. 
Uh, I like that. But I mean, if I'm still counting favorites here, uh, and the Cradle Will Rock still kind of trumps it at this moment, but uh, that's not to say Romeo Delight uh, is any lesser for it. Well, and that one's still coming up. So uh, don't tip your hand, Mark. Who knows how you're going to vote when we finally uh, spin that song, but... Manifest. <laughs> we sh- we shall see. Yeah, but I mean, I I to be fair, I've also manifested that song before. But That's nevertheless, yeah. uh, Kevin Brown uh, lurking in the chat. Here we go. Here's your tweet. He says, "I agree with Mark on the punk comparison." Thank you, Kevin. Uh, if this song were a pair of jeans, the knees would be worn out and the cuffs ragged and covered in mud. Uh, Al just abusing that kick drum. Big stops. Plenty of Mikey and a great drawed vocal from the Roth. Excellent album track. What dreams are made of uh, women and children first. The hashtags. There you go. Uh, thank you very much, Kevin. And uh, I just uh, it's my favorite tweet so far just because you said you agree with me. And that always makes me happy. And it's rare. It is rare. I know. That's what, especially that's Kevin. Why I'm happy. Yeah. Especially Kevin. Uh, just to name a few. Uh, Rave of Flave says this one's got it all. Dave's on point with some top shelf screaming, great lyrics, great backing vocals, some sweet ass hi hat, climbing bass, and a concert finish where Ed throws in a, a few SRV sounding chords. Uh, Greg, he uh, goes on to say, uh, uh, Greg Zito is a wheel spinning God. So shout out to <laughs> Zito. Uh, and uh, yes, it was a very good, uh, very good spin. Very good track. And speaking of Greg Zito, he says, Romeo Delight is a perfect 10. Thank you, Corey and Mark, for having me on the show to discuss this epic track. You're welcome, Greg. Thank you for being on the show. So if you guys missed it, go back and check out the Romeo Delight episode with our friend Greg Zito. All right, moving on. Uh, from some guy named Matt Lacoste. I'll go ahead and read your tweet out to you. Uh, I forgot the fucking words. One of their heaviest jams ever, plus whiskey party, uh, whiskey party, squeezing, etc. All good things. This is top 10 Van Halen firing on all cylinders. Hashtag what dreams are made of. Explain yourself, Matt. Uh, it's one of my favorite songs on one of my favorite albums. I mean, I'm a, I'm a fair warning guy, but it's fair warning and women and children first both like those two, three and four together. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, you know, wh- what can I say? It's just, it's just, it's, it's about as metal as they ever got. And I'm a, I'm more of a metal guy. Um, I'm those are my tastes and yeah, you guys, you guys kind of nailed it on the breakdown. The, the Michael Anthony's never sounded better. Um, his mm-hmm. bass is so high in that mix and it sounds great. And it's, it's just, really good. It's just, I hear it and I think that and I get pissed off about the Van Halen 3 thing every time. I don't know why. Don't invoke its name just yet. I know. So. <laughs> I, it's just, it's such a bummer. But um, yeah, no, man, I think I said it. I mean, he's taking whiskey to the party tonight and looking for somebody to squeeze. That's, that's David Lee Roth when he was cool, for sure. When he was cool. That's, I like that. When he was cool, whatever happened yeah, he, to those days, eh, you know, like I said, time, time is the enemy of us all, but good. Uh, very good points. Appreciate that. Uh, yeah. moving forward, uh, the deep purple podcast. I assume that's our buddy. Nate says surprised to see this as the top vote, get, uh, the top vote getter, but it is of course an excellent track. Yeah. Same. Um, I mean, I assume people were going to vote this up, for the majority, but, uh, it's pretty, pretty damn high. Uh, but then of course, Corey thought it would be higher. So 
again, you just never it's know curr- sometimes. Yeah, it, it's currently sitting second on that album. Uh, it'd be top 10 on our polls uh, of all time at 94.5. So I, I it, it had to be higher uh, as far as I'm concerned. I, I would put this, <laughs> I would swap this with Take Your Risky Home. Oh, I agree with that. Yeah, I would agree with that as well. So, all right. Uh, Wabo in Cabo. Sorry, that is our buddy Don says, I love this song. The way it opens with Eddie's playing leading into a pounding bass intro by Mikey. The song simply kicks ass. This song is all about the things I can't do as a married middle-aged dad. But for (laughs) four minutes and 19 seconds, I'm bringing whiskey to a party and finding a woman to squeeze. Amen, dog. Squeeze your wife. Squeeze some whiskey. It's all good. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say, yeah, like just drink some whiskey. Go squeeze your wife. It's fine. Do that. You're probably probably not getting slapped if you squeeze your wife. (laughs) Exactly. So do you, man. Do you. All right. Moving on here. Let's see what we got. Here we go. Uh, (laughs) Chaz Mataz says, fucking finally, and I forgot the fucking lyrics. (laughs) So Chaz is one of those that's been waiting for uh, this particular track. So I hope the show uh, was was good enough for you because I know you've been waiting for it. So there you are. Uh, Our friend Scott Monroe says, my favorite on the album, hashtag what dreams are made of all day long. Inject this into my veins. I love how everyone is already firing on all cylinders when the track starts. It's a hard charging banger and uh, with a really mind-blowing solo buildup and breakdown. What stands out is the sonic interpretation of the pounding heartbeat. I can't think of a song, Van Halen or otherwise, that does it better. David Lee Roth's lyrical poetry matches the vibe perfectly. If you want my take on the lyrical past discussion... Become a Patreon and join our Discord. And that is not me making that plug. That that was Scott himself, and he is correct. Join our Discord because uh, there was a whopper of an answer that uh, he gave uh, regarding the whole uh, lyrical past discussion. And uh, it warrants, I would say, some further discussion, but uh, obviously not tonight. But at some point, yes. All right. Absolutely. With all that, I think... I think that is all of our Patreon comments. Yeah, no Sean Geek this week. I know he's been a busy fella. He had some birthdays to take care of, and he he launched another show called The Metal Shop. Everybody should check out. And uh, I I wanted to give another shout-out, too. Uh, Somebody kind of reached out to us on Twitter. Started a Threes Mm. Company podcast, and I thought that was maybe the coolest fucking thing I ever heard. (laughs) (laughs) How how much of that could you do? I, I I can't wait. It's a, a Three's Company to a rewatch podcast. Everybody should go check that out wherever you get your podcast from. Sit back, relax, and welcome <laughs> to the podcast where the kisses are hers and hers and his. Three's Company to. <laughs> Isn't it the same episode awesome. over and over again? <laughs> I, I think this is the episode of Three's Company where there's some sort of misunderstanding. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I was about to say, that's hilarious. Man, that's funny. Season yeah. three starts June 1st for that podcast. Uh, it's a hell of a lot of fun. I love that show when I was growing up. Uh, fun fact about Corey. Uh, I was told, I don't know if this is true, that I was a distant relative of the guy who played Larry on Three's Company. Really? Yeah. So uh, I'm Jeez. hoping that's true. Because if I can get like one-tenth of his swagger, I'll be doing all right in life. Larry was a ladies' man. <laughs> 
Well, there you have it. So uh, there you go. Uh, there's some of our tweets uh, by our Patreon members. So if you want your tweet guaranteed read on the show, join the Patreon, get on a tier that works for you. And not only that, you'll get a lot of other cool, fun, bonus little things that Corey and I can cook up for you. There's really no limit. It's just a matter of uh, what you feel like supporting us, you know? So do that. Go to our Patreon and uh, see what works. Oh, so I, I got a that. Yeah, oh, here's a perk, perk that Mark and I just talked about uh, tonight before we jumped on the call. Uh, we're doing a live show next Friday night. We're going to be doing live sure. right here, right now. We're spinning that wheel, well, twice, and maybe a third time we're going to get one of the bonus tracks on there too. But I'm going to put the link on the Patreon. All the patrons are invited to come on the show and talk about live right here, right now. So that includes Matt. That includes all of our friends whose tweets we just read. Uh, anybody who's around on a Friday night, Eric Sanch will be there too. Uh, I think I got Scott Haskin from the uh, Deep uh, from the Uriahi podcast uh, coming on. Uh, come join us. We're going to be talking about uh, that fantastic uh, set, 4LP set of Live Right Here Right Now that was just released on Record Store Day, which has not left my turntable since my good buddy Kevin Brown shipped it to me. So Nor did quick. I think it would. <laughs> so how many of those did they press? Do you know, Corey, offhand? I thought it was 7,000. It wasn't a ton. Okay. Yeah, by record store day by me in my town, my small town, I got this nice little record shop. They got a hundred of them. One hundred. Really? Wow. Yes. And I walked in on Saturday afternoon. They were all sold out. They were gone. Really? Yeah. And I couldn't believe it. It was like, wait, what? Like <laughs> excuse me? Yeah, they were all gone, sold out. So it's the nice find. You got it. Nice job, man. Yeah. I tell you, I and all that day, a bunch of people were direct messaging me on Twitter that know I'm part of the show saying either I went to my record store, they didn't have any, or I went to my record store and they had a ton and I was able to get it. So uh, wow. I, I know a friend of mine, uh, he, he was kind of nonchalant about it. He's like, yeah, yeah, I'll pick one up. I'm like, dude, they only pressed 7,000 worldwide. Like, uh, you better make sure you got something lined up. Like, I got my buddy in Saskatoon. He's going to wait in line the whole nine yards. And then, like, three days later, he's like, oh, did, did you get a copy? I can't find one anywhere. It's like, I told you, <laughs> you fucker. And then you start looking on Discogs, and it's $250. It's $300. And it's like, oh, now uh -huh. you're going to pay That's you know, out. You're pay out the nose. Yeah, it's crazy. Huh. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Congrats. 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 I mean, but I, like I said, I, I assume that thing was probably going to stay in your turntable for the foreseeable future, just based on uh, the wait time you had for it, uh, the money spent on it and just, just the overall enjoyment of the actual product. So it, it sounds uh, great. It really great remaster oh, on that no one. Kidding. It sounds phenomenal. Yeah. Incredible nice. stuff. So so there you go. Yeah. Uh, tune into the live show where we really get into it. Uh, and uh, for you, the Patreon members, join us, join us in our live stream. Uh, and speaking of joining us, won't you please join us as we make our way to the wheel. But before we spin the wheel, we do the other favorite thing that we love to do. Say it with me, manifestations in which we manifest. Yep. There you go. In which we manifest the track that we want to hear on the show tonight. Mm. And guess what? Since Corey and I are not alone, we have a guest. Uh, I, I throw it to you, Matt. Matt, you're not a stranger to this. You're not a stranger to manifestations. You've done this. So I'm what, not. Uh, what, pray tell, do you want to, uh, well, what will tickle your fancy for the show tonight? What song, what do you want to manifest for the show? Well, I did manifest the first time. Now, it was not a total manifest. I gave three songs, but I got one of them and I got unchained. I did get that. So whatever I say now is not going to happen. Let me ask a quick question. 
Has yeah. I'm the one been done yet? I'm the number one. It has been done. Yep. Yeah. Oh, we did. We? <laughs> yep. Ninety-two point five percent. I got back up. I got. I got back I mean, up. My my friends and I were million, discussing but... that song just the other day because there's a there's an isolated guitar track to "I'm the One" on YouTube, and I'm sure there's for everything, but that one in particular, it that is one of the most crazy Eddie performances of all time. Give that a listen. I will manifest tonight because it has to happen, and the cradle will rock. Woohoo! Let's go. It it is our namesake, and it has uh it, it is interesting that it has eluded us uh all this time. So that uh it's it's bound to happen probably sooner rather than later. So yeah, I, I wouldn't be mad about that. Um but it would be really cool if we got that one on a live show. But hey, look, what whatever the wheel bids is uh is what we do. We we are out of caveats and we're out of uh you know we can't we can't pull a mulligan or what have you. We've done that too many times. The uh, wheel the reasons. wheel doesn't care. It doesn't give a fuck like the it honey doesn't, badger. Yeah. And every, yeah, and every time we uh we do something the wheel uh isn't a fan of, the wheel repays us in kind. So I'm not looking forward to that. So I won't mess with the uh, structure. So look forward to Josephina. Oh boy. <laughs> Corey, what track are you feeling tonight? What's uh, I mean, part of me wants to say, uh, you, you, you can't say any of the live right here, right now stuff. Cause we got to save that. So uh, other than that, what do you want to hear tonight? I tell you, first I'm going to go to the uh, the the YouTube chat where our lurkers are uh, Paralyticker being one of them. Kevin Brown, uh, Don has joined the chat as well. Uh, Kevin what, uh, pointed out, he reminded us that uh, I'm the one was on a live show. Uh, it was actually one of the, I think it was the epic marathon, like four hour. Fucking oh, that's why I missed it. Why I didn't remember yeah. it. <laughs> he had to go pick up his kid when we were talking about it. He was pissed that's... off about that. But uh, I'm just going to go to the discord server here where uh, the Van Halen uh, talk uh, happens all the time. Oh, yeah. If you're a, uh, if you're on the Patreon, you can join us. Uh, Scott Monroe uh, figures we need some Van Halen to love this week. Uh, he's manifesting you're no good. Uh, and Kevin Brown wants all Sammy tonight. He's going with Get Up. Uh, I I, oh. I love Kevin Brown with, with all my heart. Uh, by the way, go listen to the 100th episode of the Tom Petty Project. I got to catch it this week, finally. Uh, fantastic. He actually gets interviewed about his love for Tom Petty. It's a great, great podcast. But I'm going to lean oh, yeah. more towards Scott Monroe this week. Uh, I want a little Dance the Night Away from Van Halen, Ooh. too. Dance the Night Away. Ah, wouldn't that be? That would just be lovely. Um all right, all right, okay. And then uh let's see. I actually was was feeling I, I was feeling a balanced track, but I couldn't make up my mind of the ones that uh we haven't done uh from balance yet. But I was like, oh, what do I really want to hear from balance? Um other than the obvious one that uh a certain somebody else uh always manifests at this point. Um so instead, instead I'm I'm changing my mind and I know. I'm going from a Sammy to a Dave. I would really like to hear and have a discussion about Jamie's crying. That's okay. a that would be a a fun one to have a just just to have a talk, not to tip my hand or anything. It's like we need to have a talk about this one. Uh, so one of the most sampled drum beats of all time. Yep. And you know, yeah, and un it's understandable as well. So. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's so. That's what we got going on there. Uh, we have our manifestations. We are we're locking them in. We're ready to spin the wheel. So Corey, 
uh whenever sammy's ready in the back whenever you're ready whenever matt's ready i say we do this thing here we go here we go oh i've been asking for this one for months hear about it later from fair warning yes oh another fair warning track wow that's crazy that was going to be one of my picks that was uh when I when I picked the last time, it was that Unchained or So This Is Love because those are the three live videos that were going around. Anyway, cool. Those are good ones. Look at look how close we were to somebody. I mean, a doctor and humans being. I mean, that very very close to it. Bullet head, hang them high. Bunch uh, of good ones. A lot of good ones. Black and blue was almost going to be my yeah, choice. Yeah, yeah. Black actually. and blue, baby. Yeah, that's a that was a that's a good whatever portion of the wheel there's no gary to be found yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> no and i mean by by the grace of the the wheel or the gods whomever uh th- th- we are nearly done with uh with gary's turn uh in this in this whole journey uh anyway in terms of van halen anyway for the wheel sure. so uh yet so you can't see it it's Sadly, there is one still lurking in there, but uh, we're almost we're almost good with that one. But luckily for us, we don't have to talk about that yet. Nope, we are heading over to fair warning. Let's All go. right. Any uh, any any notes? Anything to uh, to speak on this before we actually start the song? So I would say I mentioned before my intro to Van Halen was MTV when I was a really young. And fair, the Fair Warning album featured a tour that featured three videos that were in rotation on MTV. And it was Unchained, So This Is Love, and Hear About It Later. Three separate clips. Unchained got all the, most of the play, but occasionally Hear About It Later would come out. And, you know, it, it's it's one of those clips. It's, it's, it's great. It's Dave Lee Roth being Roth. I got myself a brand new Oakland scarf right here. Yeah, yeah, he's doing that whole crazy <laughs> shit. But then they ripped that song up. And then I don't know. That's that's my in a simple rhyme on fair warning. It's it's just, I think it's a side one closer. Like, yeah, on the cassette, it was the f- end of side one. Hear about it later. And it's that after all that darkness and all that kind of metal, it's the harmonic melody melody of van halen taking over with the background vocals and that cool Mm -hmm. chorus man this is a killer track this is one of my favorites for sure well we know where he's gonna be leaning pretty hard uh by the end of this uh run through but uh, hey nevertheless um i know exactly how I'm going to pretend like I have no about this song and uh, I'll go to it as fresh as possible. I have the benefit though, that hear about it later is not one that I've uh, constantly put in rotation in terms of Van Halen's song. So, so it'll be easier to, uh, to fake it, but I am aware of it. Um, Corey, anything to add before we uh, spin this track? Yeah, I can't really fake it. Uh, I've been manifesting this one for uh, off and on for quite a while. I know it's a favorite of, of Kelsey Van Halen. If she's listening, uh, we love mm-hmm. you, Kelsey. I know whatever I brought, I think I manifested this on a show she was on and she flipped out, loves this song. Uh, low key, uh-huh. maybe my favorite song on fair warning. Uh, and, and, and like Matt was talking about where, where it's sequenced is perfect. You're coming off mean streets, dirty movies, and then center swing. 
and then right in to hear about it later. It's just great bit of sequencing there by Ted Templeman. And uh, this was a single, uh, the fourth single released uh, off of Fair Warning in 1981, uh, originally written on a keyboard for all you, all you oh, uh, wow. trivia hounds out there. Yeah. It's uh, crazy. It was later recorded on a Fender Stratocaster. So, well, how about there, that? There's a, so, there's a lot to I'll talk be... about in terms of guitar on this one. I'm, Mark's going to have a heyday. So, what do you say, well, boys? If good, you're ready, so. I, I, I think maybe it's time. To hear about it later. If it's time to First hear goal. about it, then let's let's do it. All right. Uh, Mark's camera's off. I'm hoping he's still there because I want to ask him uh, about that intro. That intro there from Edward Van Halen. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, there's some are speculating that there's maybe a flanger on that. Uh, uh, Matt, are you a big guitar guy? Would you know about that? Not technical. I can kind of speak the language, but not not totally. And my ear is not that great when it comes to guitar. Not like friends of mine, so I, I wouldn't. It, it, you know, I, no, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be able to say it. But I, I'll say this. Roth coming in on that guitar with that kick when that thing comes in is everything that's wrong. That is perfect. That is just great. Yeah. Uh, Mark, what did you think of that melodic intro from one Mr. Edward Van Halen? It does sound like there's a flange on the, or a flange, flange, however you say that word exactly, um, that effect uh, in that riff. I really do like that opening riff, though. Um, it sounds to me like kind of um, signature. Eddie, you know, when he's not, when he's not fully distorted, he's just kind of, you know, picking around. Uh, this sounds like a riff that he would absolutely just come up with. Like it sounds like Eddie. Once you get to hearing the way certain musicians play a particular way, you can just spot it. So yeah, this is just like prime Eddie. Uh, Paralyticer in the uh, chat even says an MXR flanger for sure. There you go. <laughs> yep. I, I will not debate you. It's That's probably 100% accurate. Rava Flav joined us in the chat, too. He says this is his favorite, and uh, I'm right there with you on fair warning. Like I said, I, I shouldn't tip my hand, but God damn it. It's here about it later. Love this fucking thing. Nice. <laughs> What's awesome about those backing vocals there, and they're so incorporated so early in the song, it's just Michael, right? It's just mm -hmm. him and Michael Anthony. There's not the whole full harmony. It's, I don't know, man. There's something about the way they do that when they layer it, when they go with just one, and then the next time 
especially in this chorus where it's all of them, you know, mm-hmm. maybe even multi-tracked, but when, when they need to, Sammy did it too with Michael. It just, God, it's great to hear. I love it. Whenever Music you need later. a little punch, you need a little punch on the word bills. It's like Mikey, come on down that. Just, just yeah, that right. bills, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so cool, man. Oh, it's water. Yeah. When they get those uh, vocal layers put together and harmonize real, real tight, it's, it's v- nothing short of perfection in my opinion, as far as like rock harmonies go. Also, go ahead. Roth's lyrics on this song are tight. I mean, <laughs> they're really good. I mean, in, in a way that's just like so Rothian, the, the beat poet bullshit, whatever the hell. Ain't got no money, got no house on the hill, tell me, honey. And here's the thing. It's his vocal inflection when he sings this stuff. Like even oh, reading yeah. it, it's like, yeah, it's cool, whatever. Maybe, maybe it's dumb. Maybe it makes no sense at all. But the <laughs> way he sings it and delivers it, I don't know, man. It's the attitude. You can sell me ketchup. What's that? It's that Roth attitude. Yeah. I was watching a thing on uh, the Muppets, and they talked about how, uh, you know, uh, Dr. Teeth and Electric Mayhem, uh, they incorporated a lot of David Lee Roth uh, kind of into their sketches in the Muppet Show because it's that attitude. You, you can't explain it. The guy just had swagger. Swagger is... Guess- yeah, it's that's a what makes it twelve on a ten scale here. Go on, yeah, sorry, mm-hmm. Mark. Oh no, I was just saying, just reiterating. Yeah, that is a lot of times. Uh, that's what makes the front man the front man. Doesn't matter about their vocal ability at all, because there are a ton of front men out there from very successful bands that do not sound. They don't sound great vocally, uh, but it's not about how they sing or hit the notes. It's about attitude. It's about their charisma. And we, yeah, I've, I've said a lot about David Lee Roth, but being non-charismatic is certainly not one of his traits. So, Mark, have you ever uh, asked a, a honey uh, if her loving would ever pay your bills? <laughs> uh, to my knowledge, no. I don't believe I've ever uh, used that verbiage, and I think I've never used it because I knew that it would not give me the uh, the wanted results. <laughs> so I just figured, nah. It's because you don't have that DLR swagger. That's I don't have the DLR swagger. That that is. I don't want to end up in jail, true. man. <laughs> yeah, just it's like no. Um, that is one thing. I mean, I I could be a front man for a bunch of different bands, but if you're looking for the Rothism swagger for your band, like I'm probably not your guy just because you can't teach that and you can't fake it. You just kind of have to be it. Totally. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. 
What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. If you're sitting there listening to that and you're thinking that, that that's not real good, I, I just can't relate to you uh, as a human being. You, you know what I mean? Like that, that's just fucking great. This is well, you this know is that, a uh, song that I would play for friends of mine back like when I was in high school, even and trying to convince them. I graduated high school in 1992, right? So it's a year of Sammy and all that shit, and that's fine. And I like Sammy too. And I had friends who had who were Van Halen friend, fans, but they did not know David. And I would play them this song, this this one, and in a simple rhyme because it'd be like, "No, you got to hear this. Listen to it. <laughs> it's the the harmonies, the things." And then it would it kind of work part part of the time. But that's it, man. That's 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 the sauce right there. Absolutely, it has more swing than center swing which was a song that preceded this uh, on Fair Warning. So much swing. What were you going to say, Mark? I'm sorry, I cut you off. Uh, it. I don't think it was important. All right. <laughs> Whatever. It's good. Yeah. It's like, Whatever. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> Raven Flav says Mike's bass is terrific in the chorus. Uh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. that beautiful i don't want to hear about i do what i want to and then he goes do what i want to you (laughs) that's i mean i don't know man yeah dude's on a heater (laughs) and we talked about this a little bit last week mark uh you know we we give Dave a pass on, on lyrics like that, but maybe not so much Sammy. Sammy's got some swagger, but does he have DLR swagger? Well, no, nobody has DLR swagger except for DLR. Like even, I mean, he's often imitated, but very rarely duplicated. Um, and the only person that comes to mind that might have a semblance of that same exact charisma is maybe the guy from Steel Panther, but uh, that's that's the only name that comes to mind and usually he's just doing that because he's playing up who he's supposed to be you know character wise um what i was gonna say though uh speaking of guitar as you say Corey, like there's a lot of a 
lot of talk about uh, the guitar stuff happening in this song. Eddie is sort of just building this sh- like wall of sound with his guitar tone, but it, it it's not so uh, so out of control that it's taking away from the actual you know structure, rhythm, melody of the song. It's actually actually Mike and Al are holding down that rhythm pretty well. Um, but Eddie is not the focal point whatsoever. He is, but he's just, you can hear him. He's playing uh, the riff that fits the structure, but he's doing a lot of extra shit as well. But it's, it's kind of in the back of the mix, I guess purposely because uh, uh, maybe they don't want you to feel like you're being overwhelmed with the sound that Eddie is building. Cause like I said, he's kind of building this wall of sound, but the wall is sort of tampered a little bit. Or, uh, you know, just just to uh, not overwhelm the structure. But it's very interesting if you really, really listen to it. And headphones helps, kids. Headphones helps. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eddie's doing a lot back there with his guitar and with the... Uh, the uh, maybe it's a lot of it has to do with the effect. Um, but w- nevertheless, a lot of really cool, interesting stuff. So I would encourage uh, those of you listeners, uh, if you haven't really paid attention to it before, go back and check out the song after the show, of course, go back and check it and really like tune your ear into what Eddie's doing. Cause there's a lot happening. And that said, he's doing all of that. And this album featured a ton of multi-layered tracks. Mm-hmm. When this solo comes, this solo is just it. This breaks down to him bass drums. And it is, one of the best, I think. Well, and the solo We're starts, the guitars it. drop out. It's all mm-hmm. uh, oh, know, yeah. bass Dude. and drums. Yeah. 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 Which is cool. fantastic. Uh, what what happens just what you're talking about right the, the guitar just drops away and we get al and mike right al's on the cowbell and fucking killing it and mikey's there and then, then the guitar gets introduced and you're going to get this fucking killer solo he by himself yeah and then all of a sudden the music uh and it'll be more prominent with eddie coming in but all of a sudden the 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 riffs modulate the music modulates into uh something it, it's not a full key change but it's close. It's sort of like a deviation, which means it can only come back because that's just how modulations work. So, uh, but that only that to say like these, this is just a prime example of good musicians making good music, you know, experimenting, trying things out, knowing what they can and can't do. Like when you know the rules of theory, you can break them. Um, But I mean, within reason, of course. And by the way, I should backtrack. I didn't mean Eddie by himself. It's Eddie single track. It's Eddie one track. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. There's no multi tracks gotcha. here. This is great. Yeah. Just uh, Kevin Eddie. Brown. I got Kevin Brown in the chat says it's basically a perfect Van Halen song. Everything the band does well is in this song. 100%. Yeah. Great.
I love that Al rides that cowbell the whole time. <laughs> the whole time. So cool. <laughs> like you so cool. The the balls you have to have to be able to do that and then to do it well and not have people go like, oh, this obnoxious asshole. He's just riding the cowbell <laughs> the whole time. Really? You're gonna do that? Like, yeah, he did. And look and who's complaining? Nobody. And if you're complaining, no you're a you're a liar. Um I think, I have I a, think, go ahead, Mark. Sorry. Oh, no, you go ahead and finish your thought. I had a, a I was gonna say, I think you guys have nailed this a couple times where it's absolutely true. Alex and Eddie were jamming in a room, figuring out this, that, the other thing. And that's mm-hmm. got to be one of them, right? There had yeah. to be a moment where Alex like, I'm going to do a cowbell thing and you're going to play a solo and we're going to do this and we're going to incorporate it into this thing that we, we built or whatever, or, you know, you know what I mean? Yep. Like, yep absolutely. Yep. That's just those two. And then, you know, Michael doing his thing, which is actually a cool baseline too. It's, it's sweet, man. Like I tell you, and uh, Rava Flav, uh, first of all, uh, Paralyticer pointed out the lead tone is hugely thick, none more brown than Ed's, <laughs> which mm-hmm. is a great comment. But Rava Flav uh, pointed out during the Oakland Coliseum show, uh, Alec and Mike's bridge is twice as long, uh, which makes it even better. <laughs> and that would be really cool live, right? If they were just playing that, that would for, be. Yeah. Oh my God, that'd be amazing. And Kevin Brown uh, pointed out the the bass tone is so fat on the low notes, and it really is. Oh yeah, it's Ooh, it's so, huge, and uh, it, it makes heavy. me wonder. It makes me wonder what Mike's di- like if he's um, did he switch out bases and uh, like is he is he using a five string is he uh, and he's just got it tuned a particular way because yeah that that low end is so low uh, yeah. or maybe he's That's just he just knows how to figure out his bass tone which you know good for him because many people still struggle with it no matter how long they play um, but what I was gonna I was gonna ask this is I guess a producer extraordinaire question for you, Corey, if you happen to have the information, I don't, I wonder how many times Eddie did that solo in the studio, because to me, it sounds like it was a one and done because it doesn't sound like it was his best attempt, but it was still good enough to where he and the producer or everyone was just kind of like, actually that works. And he was like, yeah, all right, fine. I don't feel like doing that again. Like, but it, but it still kind of sounded like there was a moment where he was, he hesitated just to figure out where he was going to go. But then once he figured it out, he's like, Oh, okay, cool. I'm a, how about I do this? And then how about I throw that in there? It's like, what that sound like? Uh, I, you know what? I don't feel like doing that again. So just leave it in there. If it sounded good, like it sounds good to us. Cause who's going to argue. Uh, but it didn't sound like the, the best uh, attempt and yet was kept in the final, in the, you know, in the final mastering, because it was still that damn good. So uh, again, I don't know if you have the information or if, if, uh, or whomever does, but to me, that sounded like I'm going to record this once. And that was all. You know what? Uh, Greg Runoff would know that I'm sure. Cause yes, uh, he would. Of course he would. Uh, and Ted Templeman, uh, of course would know that, but Greg has uh, interviewed Ted and wrote the book. Uh, on Ted Templeman, which everybody should go check out. Um, yes. So I, I, I really don't know uh, d- during the recording of this. I just thought it was weird. And I'm just reading Van Halen on news desk. Uh, it's not a typical solo because it, it, start, it starts with the cowbell drum bass groove uh, mm-hmm. before uh, Eddie kind of kicks in. And then he kind of explodes into it with the rest of the band. But, but um, it sounds like a single track, right? It does. It sounds like the beginning. It yeah. sounds like one recording. There's not a lot. There's no punch in punch out. He's just, 
he's doing it. It's that thing. Right. Yeah. It almost, yeah. It almost feels like the reason why the guitar drops out at the beginning, the beginning of that solo is it's almost maybe Eddie took a step back, maybe two steps to be like, all right, uh, what am I going to do right here? All right, yeah. here we go. Let me try this. And like, it literally to me sounded like him just winging it, but it was good enough to where it's just, I don't feel like trying that again. If it sounds good, leave it. And it sounded so, good. It was good enough to, so they said, okay, fine, leave it. So correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't this the album where Eddie was going in at night with his engineer against Templeton and Roth and doing his own thing. And they were kind of back and forth. Wasn't this fair. Wasn't a fair warning that he was doing that. And so maybe that's one of the things like with the solo that he, he did that. He came in and like recorded the thing and they were like, Oh, I don't know. Absolutely. It was, yeah, early morning. Yeah. I mean, Don Landy would was, right? Yeah. Anyway, whatever. I'll tell you what, the, the live video of them doing this, it's, it works so well. It's such a perfect live song because it doesn't require anything for that solo. And like, you know, it's, it's, in the video, it's like Roth blowing a whistle, but then it's Alex and the cowbell, and then Eddie just comes out and does his thing, and this may as well be his his guitar solo for the night. You know, it's that good. Mm-hmm. Not that he had ten more the rest of the evening, obviously. But <laughs> uh, Paralytiker in the chat pointed out in an interview with a magazine during Fair Warning, Ed mentioned Mike using smaller amps. Does that have something to do huh. with that that fatter bass tone, maybe? smaller amps no if anything that would uh i feel like that would maybe diminish his sound a little bit but then again maybe not um i guess it would just depend on what amp he's using and then how he is utilizing that amp you know we got the uh these effect knobs for a reason um sure and everyone it's the, and amp everyone and it's has the mic diff- it's the mic attached to it anyway what yeah, do you yeah, yeah. Right? We, we we all have our different preferences on what how we want our sound to uh to come about so i yeah maybe if it was a sm- if they were smaller amps then evidently mike uh knew how to use them regardless so and that's just a good uh trade of a of a good musician well all i know is this guess what i got a fever and the only prescription is more cowbell you got plenty of nice <laughs> bass by alex van halen but there's double bass there right he just kicks it in the whole thing the tempo goes up such a nice build and i think correct me if i'm wrong uh, is he actually using a a double bass pedal or is he using just the one he's just uh hitting that double time 
I think that's double base. I may be wrong. My instinct wants to say yes, but I know that Alex was, uh, uh, I know that there were moments where he just used the one, but it made it, he made it sound like it was double base. So, so I honestly don't know. That's just, that's just a legit question because I don't know. You know, we got uh, Kevin Brown in the chat. Uh, he's a drummer. Maybe he knows. I, I, I tend to agree with Matt. Uh, I, I think it sounds uh-huh. like double bass, but. I think so, too. Let us know, Kevin. I think, yeah. I think he's, Alex is so well known for the the trick double bass in Hopper Teacher, yeah. but he uses mm-hmm. double bass a lot otherwise. But it but would make sense. Not as much earlier. Like, it was just kind of here or there, whatever. I don't know. This is one of those where just like, tempo why not do it because it's cool yeah i I don't recall a lot of double bass on van halen one or two no yeah not a ton no Yeah. All right. That's how you right. end it. Again, a lot of a uh, lot of unconventional Van Halen choices uh, on this track, which you know they're not um, strangers of doing. Sometimes they like to change it up a little bit. There's a lot of uh, classical sounding stuff happening in this track, and then there's also some deviations, but all in a, I think, a good way. Um, but we'll talk more about that. But there you have it, you guys. We have done. Uh, another one from fair warning. There you go. Uh, so without further ado, it's now time to get to the nitty gritty of it all. Matt, you are our guest, a, a returning guest at that. And, uh, you were pretty stoked, pretty excited for here about it later. So, and I, I alluded that I already knew how you were going to vote, but maybe just maybe I'm wrong. So tell us, let the audience know, would you give here about it later? Uh, of what dreams are made of, or do I even bother? Shocker. It's <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite songs on my favorite Van Halen album. It's it's everything. What I love about this album is that even though it's dark and kind of the heaviest one they do, there are the lights, right? And this is one of the lights. Hear About It Later is one of those songs that gives you just that melody in the chorus and the bridge. It gives you that kind of escape from the rest of the craziness that album that album is. Um, so if it's a, a yin and a yang kind of thing, it's almost like Unchained is up here and Hear About It Later is under here. And I just love the way this song sings, man. And I love the Eddie Van Halen guitar solo. I think the performance from all four of them is perfect. It is the most thumbs up of a possible thumbs up for me. And gosh, I'm uh, I'm I'm really glad I'm two for two on this show with the songs. Anyway, <laughs> thanks. Yeah, You are blessed. Yeah, all the thumbs up, he says. So definitely what all the dreams are made of for Matt. Corey, though, 
Do you okay. share Matt's sentiment or uh, did were you a bit soured on this track? I know you had manifested it before, but uh, did it hit you uh, where it needed to hit you this time or did it not? Was it what dreams are made of or is the dream over? Oh, it's a close one. <laughs> It's my favorite song on Fair Warning. Uh, obviously, I'm upvoting this one. And uh, I was uh, looking in the chat here. Uh, Kevin Brown thought it was a double kick uh, as well. And then he asked, didn't he have that crazy kit back then with four kick drums? So I put a picture. You guys can see it <laughs> on your screen. There's Alex Van Halen with the four kick drums. Absolutely correct, Kevin Brown. Good job. Uh, Don uh, joined us in the chat, says not many songs have a better ending than this one. Uh, absolutely correct. Paralyticker says that's the way to end a song. Son and Rainbow Flame says, wow, indeed. This is... Like I said, if you downvote this, I, I I can't relate to you as a human being. Uh, I don't know what the fuck is wrong with you. Uh, you're you're probably uh, I I don't want to get political. I almost said you're probably a Trump supporter. Uh, I'm Canadian. I, I can't really say. <laughs> well, as a Canadian, as a Canadian, I'll say you're probably a Trudeau supporter. Uh, I, I I don't know. I, I I just can't relate to you. The, the, it's the best song uh, on one of their best albums. I love this fucking track so damn much. Uh, I couldn't have clicked uh, dreams louder or quick enough on that one uh but mark Kamire, uh famously you're more of a sammy guy a little less as a dave guy even mm -hmm. though the stats show you vote upvoted more dave songs than sammy songs the question is what's your vote on hear about it later is this what dreams are made of or is the dream over what do you think lydia what should i do lydia looks indifferent Well, Lydia might be, but I am not. Um, yeah, this is the the only way you downvote this particular track is if you are listening to only two songs from Fair Warning. This one, and I would say uh, Unchained. And uh, you had to say like, well, you only get one to upvote and one to downvote. And the only acceptable reason is it's just like, okay, well, if, if that's the case, I can't downvote unchained i have to um that one is still my favorite from this album uh so uh that being said hear about later is absolutely kind of what everyone else has said kind of what uh kevin has said uh in the chat that this everything you want in a good van halen tune it's all there and then some as i said they kind of go against their uh van halen traditional isms and they kind of throw some uh some curveballs your way but they all work they all work because these are masters of structuring a particular song with their particular sound like the they've they had figured it out at this point they knew what worked they knew uh what didn't work or they were still figuring out some things that didn't necessarily work but this works um, and the album works. This is a good album. I, I actually didn't realize how much I was really going to enjoy this uh, until we started going through it. Um, but Fair Warning is absolutely a banger of an album thus far and in no small part due to songs like Hear About It Later. Um, as far as, you know, the individual performances, I mean, I, I, I just reiterate what everybody has said. Uh, everyone is on their A game. It all just sounds, it, it blends together so well. It sounds great. I love the choices that they made. Really, really enjoy this track 
a whole bunch. It's not my favorite on the album, but man, it's a close second. Hear about it later is absolutely what dreams are made of. And I hate to be the one to tell you, Corey, but I need you to prepare your heart for heartbreak because you know there are going to be people that are going to absolutely downvote this song. And uh, and I don't understand it, but I just understand that evidently this is just how it works. Oh, because... you're right. And I'm looking at the fair warning <laughs> stats right now of what we covered, and it's 90-10 right now for 90% for, 10% against. The current record holder on this album is Mean Street. Uh, yeah. Surprisingly, 96.7% for, 3.3% against. Uh, Unchained it comes in second at 95.6% for, 4.4% against. Uh, I really want to see here about it later, uh, beat Mean Street if possible. I'd like to see, like to see this right. in the 97, 98% uh, range. I'd I would like, like to, to see that a, too. I'd like to place a bet on this oh, and boy. see yeah. what this falls into. But I'm going to say, hear yeah. about it later. I don't think it makes Mean Street. Well, gosh, I'll bet you it's 93%. 93? That's my I was guess. I going to say, yeah, because Mean Street, that's a, that's a whopping 96.7%. So, like, it's... It's a wonder any any voting gets gets that high at this point because the the voting tends to be fickle. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe because uh, uh, we we had such great feedback ahead of time, so maybe maybe hear about it later can reach Mean Street level. But I kind I think I'm in agreement with Matt. Like if I'm if I'm taking money to like you know the 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 bookie and putting money on it, I don't think it reaches 96% at all. Um, I would say though, at most, I think this one gets to a 94 at most. Um, uh, would I like yeah. to see it go higher? Absolutely. Absolutely. I would. I'm just saying if I'm looking at it from a practical point and just based on uh, the history of how these voting polls have gone, I'm going to say it probably does not uh, break uh, the mean street numbers, probably 94 at best. Uh, and I'm going to say 95 uh, at best. I think 95? it's the third, okay. the third highest on this album uh, behind Mean Street and Unchained. If Unchained only gets 95.6, I think this will come in like right at the 95 level. We it should get right, 100. Which... Why shouldn't there be 100? There should be one song that's 100. I know. I, I thought we hit those. So, like literally there are three songs I knew for in my brain, I knew for a fact would be 100% and none what are your of them three? have been. What are your three? The three, the three I was so sure were going to be a hundred percent were uh, were jump, ain't talking about love, and unchained, and none of them, none of them got there. Okay, I'd say unchained, jumped, and pound cake, which we, you haven't seen yet. I don't know right. one Van Halen fan that can yeah. say anything about pound cake. That that song fucking rules. Obviously, I unchained agree. and jump is jump, but. The only reason why I would downvote Jump is just because I've heard it six billion times and I don't listen to it anymore. But come on, there's a reason. Like it's come on, and that's, that's probably that's probably why it wasn't uh, even higher than it was. Because uh, right. I'm sure how what's uh, what we got here. Yeah, eighty. It was eighty six point four percent, which is baffling to me. But I but it's like what it's like you say. I think it got that ranking just because too many people know it. Uh, or but too many people have heard it. Ninety percent of it. 
Panama. I mean, that's I would, insane. I, I, I would have, I would have definitely voted Panama higher. And I, I was really bummed out when I saw it was only 90%, but I'm still baffled about the 86.4 on jump, but I get it only because everybody knows it. Everyone's sure. probably sick of it. Um, yeah. but when, but when ain't talking about love, didn't didn't uh get the uh the unchanged numbers or even uh or, or any of those i'm like i don't understand like i i don't understand the voting process i mean look hot for teacher was 96.3 which makes sense but look how high that yeah. was and then and yeah. i'll wait got 94 i was actually pretty certain i'll, I'll, wait. I'll wait at 94 is insane if ain't talking about love is 90 that i know that's a juxtaposition I, that Sorry, no, <laughs> I know you're 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 preaching to the choir. I get it. Um, but what I will tell you this, uh, the you say pound cake should be a hundred percent, and I agree. Here's why it won't be because it's a Sammy tune, if nothing else, uh, yeah, it's okay, because, that's, because that's it's true. Sammy. And we, for whatever reason, we have an audience, we love we love you, the audience, you guys who interact with us and everything like that. But we have audience, uh, people listeners who are very strongly against anything that isn't Roth era Van Halen. It doesn't it's matter fine. how it sounds. Does it? Yeah. It's just, just for the principle of the fact that it's not the Roth era, they are going to downvote any Sammy track, any Gary track every time, even if they don't yeah, know the and, song. And I can totally get down voting a Gary track, but like, sure. I, you know, Sammy, you know, for for all our friends out there that might be listening to this, Sammy's our buddy, man. Sammy, Sammy carried that band Sammy. out yeah. of their darkest depths. And Roth, of course, the Roth albums are better, but man, there were Sammy tracks that were kick ass, and that Eddie and Michael and Alex all did their best. And fucking Sammy's a badass singer too. And Pound Cake, if yes. you don't, if you can't get behind Pound Cake. Get out of town. Just get out of the bar. Walk away. I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> you know what I mean? I you, right? It, yes, well, I, I do. You know, I, I was uh, earlier, we're, we talked about the Gene Simmons article on the Van Halen News Desk and never read the comments, especially on the no. Van Halen News Desk. But the very first no. comment on that article is from someone named Craven Moorhead. And he said, Van Halen became the Wabos with a really great guitar player, not a compliment. It's like that. You you can't be that guy's wrong. a jerk off. Yeah, yeah. I was just Straight like, up. you're 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 actively trolling on a Van Halen site. Like, yeah. fuck, yeah, just fuck right off. What like, whatever doing? point you think you're making, you're not making what it. Like, you're just, you're just looking like an asshole. <laughs> so Van Halen um, had a whole second deal with Sammy, and they were. I mean, that's I'm 18, uh, 92. Well, shit, the math. God, it's hard. It's hard. <laughs> math is yeah, hard. I was 18, <laughs> and. You know, I saw that tour. I saw the fuck tour. I saw oh you when two eight one two tour. I paid money to see the reunion in two thousand three with Sammy, and that was when Eddie was wasted and it was terrible. But yeah. <laughs> no man, Sammy's great. The Sammy stuff is great. It's just not as great as David. But that's okay. Who cares? Exactly. That's, that so fight's here, over. Here's yeah. a question. You, you could say ACDC had two Hall of Fame careers with their two lead yeah. singers, Brian Johnson right. and Bon Scott. Did Van Halen have two Hall of Fame careers with Sammy Hagar and David Lee Roth? A thousand percent, yeah. yes. 
I mean, just uh, on the the numbers alone would would agree with that. But yes, mm-hmm. I absolutely and just like again, you're never going to hear me badmouth Sammy, you know, with the occasion of some some of his lyrics don't make sense. But it's like, well, okay, but dopey. Dave's got the Dave's got those two. Sadly, we've we've landed on a lot more of Sammy stinkers than Dave stinkers. So of course, I have to downvote those because I'm trying to be impartial. Uh, it's in, the, but I'm just calling it like it is. Um, but nevertheless, song by song, the, yeah, song by exactly. Song. song by song, one track at a time. That's what we do. But nevertheless, it's, uh, I, I don't think we're ever going to get a 100%, uh, poll rating. It doesn't at this point, I can't imagine a song that isn't going to, uh, divide people in some way, even if it's something as menial as it's not the singer that I like, like, okay, fine. But Nevertheless, the, we 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 uh we persevere and we move forward. And uh moving forward, there you go. Another one down. Uh we are uh we're almost done with fair warning. Uh, but of course, we can't leave whatsoever until we play Corey's favorite game. Watch right. Mark Lou. <laughs> How many times do you think Van Halen performed? Hear about it later. Uh, Mark, you've been on a little bit of a roll. You've actually gotten close the last couple times. That is uh, true. What's yeah. the year I number? won last time. Yep. Price is right rules without going over. How many times do you think Van Halen performed? Hear about it later. And bonus they points prob- if you could name the year that they played it last. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm not going to try that. I'll just I'll just guess the number of how many times they played it. <laughs> um, just uh, if you're asking me how many times they should have played it live, I would probably say as many times as they did. Ain't talking about love, which mm-hmm. is to say every show. But by the way, they ain't did talking it. about love. Uh, I'll give you this number, even though we haven't covered it yet. One thousand two hundred and thirty one times. Holy shit. <laughs> Fucking hell. All right. I think uh, hear about it later was played probably a grand total of of. 305 times. 305 ah, times. All right, Matt. What are you thinking, my friend? Remember, All right, I'm, right going through, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm not gonna be a dickhead. I'm just gonna. Th- I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say 380. Okay. 380. You're both over. The correct answer is 129 times. Oh man. Something told wow. me that I was overshooting pretty hard, but that's man. surprising. It really it, it is. is surprising. You know what? Here's one. 1981. They only played it 80 times. And yeah, then I they didn't play right. it again. Then they didn't play it again until 2012. No, really? no shit. They never yeah. played it in 83 or 84. No. Can you believe it? Like, I can't. That, that shocked that's me. Crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. The last time they played it was July 24th, 2013 at the California Mid-State Fair. Wow. All right. Wow. Well, yeah. that's fucked up. That's crazy. Wow. <laughs> it's always when a, I uh, when I saw them in the reincarnation with Roth, they I think they played it every time. No, they didn't. They didn't play no eight. I guess whatever. Wow, that's crazy. All right. Cool. <laughs> whatever. And it was a single. It was a single off that album. But even Kevin Brown's like, what? That's nuts. I guessed 520. <laughs> but here's the thing, like a single, I mean, yeah. a single off that album, that album was the worst performing album they had. They didn't That's really true. have a single, right? Until Unchained took over rate, you know, classic rock radio 20 years later, right? Yep. yep. Yeah. It'd be but, like uh, that, that that's sometimes. a good point. It started with yeah. women and children. Popularity started yeah. to wane a little bit, right? And 
Fair yeah. warning only went double platinum. It, it's like their lowest uh, selling album. It is. <laughs> it it only went double platinum. They you know, just yes. only. God, <laughs> unbelievable. But until uh, Van Halen three, which went gold, <laughs> <laughs> which is still kind of a shocker, but. <laughs> Apologies to Gary. No, it was fucking yeah. terrible. It's not <laughs> shocking. No, 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 no apologies. Cause I mean, you know, for better or worse, he got, he's got that gold record on his, on his wall now, yeah. which is, you know, an accomplishment. <laughs> so like, Hey man, whatever you did it. Um, God, you see kids that guy's supposed uh, to be the coolest guy yeah. in the world too. Like, <laughs> I really hope he is. And I hope, I hope if, uh, if by some, you know, act of 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 the gods or whatever it is that he catches wind of this podcast like i truly hope he understands we do not mean him any sort of uh ill will or anything like that we simply we're actually we're big fans it's just we're not big fans of the particular album he did with this band i tell you what he likes every single tweet we send about van halen three because i always put out you know, this week we're really? covering a Van Halen three song. He likes every single one. So, you know, he's he not does? listening. He likes them, but he doesn't listen to the show because if he listened to the show, he probably wouldn't like the tweets as much. He probably would. Yeah, he probably wouldn't like it unless, I don't know, man, maybe, maybe he's our secret uh, troll who is just like down, <laughs> he's who, downloading, who is downloading every David song. Oh my God, dude. Oh, we're on what? to you, Gary. Oh shit. Like, Oh, I'm going <laughs> full tinfoil like, hat. Moment. Yeah. Like he's the one he's going to be the one, like we're never going to get a 100% poll result because Gary's going to be the one to be like, Nope. Ruined your poll. Motherfuckers. Take that. <laughs> Apologize. percent till Gary showed up. <laughs> oh, jerk. Don't ruin the stats, Gary. Come on. And <laughs> I am heart. more excited. I am more excited about the music. Need the room, Gary. For once. Like- <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, that being said, hey, you guys, go check out that new Extreme album. It rips. Oh, yeah. Uh, Fantastic. So, I like it. Uh, I'm yeah. in. So, all right. Well, you guys, speaking of other bands, Corey, you and I, we do this show on the Deep Dive Podcasting Network, of course, but we are not the only ones that do podcasts on the network there's a whole slew of people uh awesome people with awesome shows dedicated to the network can you please give them a rundown of what they might be in for my pleasure on the deep dive podcast network you could find shows like backtracks aerosmith revisited featuring myself john mariano and scott haskin uh john and i also do a show called backtracks the music uh we just celebrated our 50th episode covering bohemian rhapsody from the movie Wayne's World. So that's Hell a lot yeah. of fun. Go check out that show. Uh, Scott Haskin also does uh, the Uriah Heap show, the Magician's Podcast. You'd also catch Nate and John at the Deep Purple Podcast, the Simple Man at Skinnered Reconsidered, Terry T-Bone Mathley at T-Bone's Prime Cuts on the other side, Rye at Sabbath Bloody Podcast, Paul Joan David at the In the Lap of the Pods podcast, that's all things Queen, Andy and Matt at Hawk Binge, the Hawk Wind Podcast, Eric and Jonathan at Maiden A to Z, Daniel and Josh at Diary of the Mad Men, the Ultimate Aussie Podcast, Ben and Sam at Universally Speaking, the Red Hot Chili Peppers Podcast, George and Hattie at the Judas Priestcast, Clay and Rye at North by South Podcast, that's covering American music versus Canadian music. It's an awful lot of fun. Go check that out. Greg and Jonathan at So Far, So Pod, So What, talking all things Megadeth. Uh, they just came through Saskatchewan. I missed them uh, when they were in Saskatoon, uh, but they Aww. put on a great show every single time. Uh, Kevin Brown, our good buddy, and the reason why I have a copy of Live Right Here Right Now on vinyl, 
uh, does two shows. Uh, one of them just celebrated their 100th episode, the Tom Petty project. Um, he's just finishing up. Uh, let me up. I've had enough. He's got a lot of great albums to come. So check him out there. And uh, Kevin and Randy Woods uh, do a show called Seaside Pod Review, uh, doing a, a familiar format where they put all the Queen songs on a wheel and they spin it every week and they do break down a track wow. every single week. Yep. It's completely original and 100% it a is, lot of yeah. fun. Go check them out there. Uh, then we have Quinn at and Volume for All, Sav, Nick, Steve, and Mark at the Rock Roulette Podcast, and Chaz, our good buddy Chaz, and Greg at Recording Lulu, breaking down uh, the, the album Lulu with Metallica and Lou Reed. Uh, God bless them. I wouldn't have the patience for that. And a few shout-outs to our, <laughs> our, 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 our favorite podcast, including Sean Geek and Fast Fred Podcast, You're All Doomed, a Friday the 13th podcast, of course, our good friends at the DLR cast and the Bogus Otis show. They just did a crossover uh, talking about that ill-fated uh, tour with Sammy and Dave. That's a lot of fun. Check out that show. Of course, <laughs> Let me just say, uh, I listen. I listened to that pod. That pod is amazing. It really the amount is. of little nuggets that come through, it, it, it's pretty crazy. I saw that Absolutely. tour. And I tell you what, David blew Sammy off the stage but it was also early in the thing and David tried to, and Sammy did not. It was so <laughs> fucking crazy, man. Like David had his long hair. He was 50 something years old. His band was just ripping. They did nothing but early Van Halen. And then Sammy came out and was like, huh? And it was just like the Wabaritas and it was Jimmy Buffett. What a crazy time. But those guys nail it. They nail it. They nail it now. Yes. Pod. It's really good. Yeah. They are fantastic. Go check out that show. Uh, of course, check out our friends at Pod of Thunder. Uh, they're on a bit of a hiatus right now because one of them just had a baby. Uh, or I'm assuming oh. their wife did, not one of them. But uh, they're killing it every single week. Uh, Booked on Rock, of course, our good friend Eric Senich, who a little birdie tells me will be around for our live show next weekend. Uh, dissect right. that film. Uh, they've been on the show. They're fantastic. And I'm adding this to the, the podcast role every week now. Three's Company 2. Uh, rewatch podcast go check them Jesus. out as well fun stuff all around and uh speaking of fun you want to have fun go to and the podcast or podcastwillrock.com uh find some merch you can also find all of the uh shows that we have posted the shows that we've done uh, all the goings ons go check out that site and while you're there head on over to the link for our patreon Find a tier that's right for you. Look, Corey and I, we can uh, simply do what we've always been doing, or we can do a little more. Some of you guys have been asking us for just a little bit more. So if you want that, guaranteed, head on over to the Patreon. Find that tier, and we will make it happen. So big shout-out to uh, the patrons we already have. Let me go through the list real quick. Ryan Powell, Scott Monroe, Per Lineker in the chat. What's up, man? Kevin Brown. Also in the chat, uh, Sean McGinnity from the Sean Geek and Fast Fret podcast, uh, Chaz Charles, a.k.a. Chaz Mataz, uh, Don Detallo, a.k.a. Wabo and Cabo, Greg Zito, Josh Rava Flav, Nate from the Deep Purple podcast, and of course, our honored guest for the show tonight, Matt Lacoste. Matt, thank you so much for being on the show again. Uh, you got an awesome track we got to talk about. Uh, we got to jam out throw in some little nuggets here and there. Thank you so much for being a part of it, man. Uh, anything you want to plug, anything you want to shout out whatsoever, the floor is yours. No plugs. Thanks for having me guys. And thanks for doing this thing. I love the podcast. 
And I'm looking forward to the last, uh, I don't know, you know, 1,000 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you, it's we, going we have, great. We have 41 Van Halen tracks left to go, but uh, keep it going. Yeah, 41. But, uh, you know, we're talking, you know, uh, once we exhaust the Van Halen catalog, you know, we, we, we might do a different wheel a week. So we might do a Sammy wheel one week, a David uh, Lee Roth wheel a second week. A third week would be dedicated to Extreme and Mammoth. And then a fourth week uh, with Van Halen influences, where we get a little bit of everything, like uh, ZZ Top and everything that kind of made Van Halen what it was. So uh, even though we're 41 uh, shows away from ending the Van Halen catalog, we got a ton of shit left to go. This sounds great. I'll be be listening to all of it. And thanks, you boys, for putting this thing together. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure. And uh, if you want to really tune in, to hear some uh, some fun and probably a little bit of debauchery live show uh, next Friday. Yes, next Friday, Corey. That's right. Next Friday. There we go. Yes, yeah. next Friday. I know what it is. Uh, live show. So tune into our YouTube channel. Uh, pa- podcast will rock. Be on the lookout for that. Tune in, and uh, hopefully we will have. Uh, I mean, we're going to go through this uh, at this point the infamous record that is now in Corey's possession live right here right now so that's sure to be fun sure to have some crazy awesome guests as we typically do on our live show so want to be part of that tune in on behalf of Matt Lacoste and Corey Morissette we are and the podcast will rock and we will rock you later Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.